The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Back everybody to MLB DFS Crickets. This will be your Wednesday, May 10th edition. Hope everybody had a successful Tuesday night in the DFS world. Uh, lots of offense, lots of offense. Pitching was there early. Later pitching, eh, was interesting. Not not exactly what we were looking for, but very interesting to say the least. Um, today we have a five-game early, nine-game late slate, which also 14-game all day if you're feeling the groove. Five-game early slate. I'm just going to throw it out there right now. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Um, if you feel like you need to play it, go for it. If you want to stand away and just watch, that is not the worst decision you'll ever make in your life. Just putting it out there. Ugly, ugly, ugly stuff. Um, yeah, you have, an, um, you have Seattle, Philly over under eight and a half. You have uh, Giants, Mets over under eight. Coors Field, Cubs, Rockies over under 11. Angels, A's over under 8. Braves, Astros over under 9. Pitching is bad, really bad. Um, you got to pick two pitchers on the DraftKings site, and it's bad. And your highest priced arm on the slate, this is how bad it is, is $8,500. That's your highest priced option, $8,500. And it's your best option, it's Andrew Triggs. Andrew Triggs at home against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, 2-3-4 ERA, 1-0-4 whip. Uh, coming off his one of his worst starts of the year against the Tigers, 5-1-3, 8 hits, 3 earned, 5 Ks. 5 or more Ks in four of his, or 3 of his last 4 starts. Ground ball to fly ball has been phenomenal. His only bad ground ball to fly ball, he was 6-6, six and six, was against Seattle where he had 6 runs. Other than that, he's been very, very good. Um... Such slim pickings tonight. You're going up against an Angels offense that, again, Trout's been out. It's talking to DL. He took some batting practice, I guess, today, but that's about as far as it got. So I don't think he'll be in today, but who knows. But Triggs, he's your best option. Um, if you want to get into the technical stuff here, he's striking out 21.5% of the guys he's facing, while the Angels, 21.3% strikeout rating against right-handed pitching. Um yeah, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Triggs is your best option on the day slate. If you're not going Triggs, opposite Triggs in that game, you have Jesse Chavez. 
Um, he's a guy that limits hard contact, especially surprisingly to left-handed bats. Right-handed bats usually seem to do more damage against him. Chavez, uh, three earned runs or less in three of his last four starts. It's just uh, how many strikeouts are you getting? He's got about a one-to-one ground ball to fly ball, which plays dicey. They say the wind's going to be blowing out in Oakland. Um, Oakland day games. I've talked to somebody else about this before. Uh, you know, night games, it's a different story. It gets cold in the Bay. Uh, it is a pitcher-friendly park, but in the day game, the ball moves a lot better, obviously, in the heat, and the wind's supposed to be blowing out, so... Beware of that one. Um, Chavez striking out 21.5% of the batters he faces, while the A's are striking out 25% of the time. So Chavez is not a bad pivot also in this one. If I think a lot of people are going to go to Triggs. So it's such a horrible slate anyways. I would not play much if you're going to play at all. But um, I think a lot of people are going to go Triggs, and I like Triggs as your best option. But if you want to be different uh, and still get a piece of this game, Chavez is worth a look. Um, Angels have a 3-8-8 implied team total versus Triggs. Uh, Oakland 4-1-2 versus Chavez. Now it gets fun. You know, you got Gallardo in, in uh, Philadelphia against the Phillies. Um, righties aren't doing a ton against Gallardo this year, but you still have the lefties. And, you know, Herrera and Saunders, maybe Nava makes an appearance. Hernandez. It's a scary situation. I can see the use for Gallardo. He's that wily veteran that can sneak in a good start here and there. He uh, threw six innings, a one-earned ball against Texas his last time out. Uh, with three strikeouts, a couple starts back in Oakland, six and a third, four hits, one-earned. With seven Ks, it's just, you don't know what you're going to get. If he can get the strikeouts for you uh, and he still gives up some damage, he still can get you, you know, 10-plus points, which on this slate, you're looking – for 10 plus points for a pitcher, because I'm telling you, if you can get one of your two pitchers to hit, you're going to be pretty happy. Uh, Gallardo at 8,000. I like the Phillies bats. You can pretty much stack against every pitcher on this slate. I'm just going to throw it out there right now. It's that bad, but uh, Gallardo could be a sneaky play in this one. Like I told you earlier, the total in this game is eight and a half. Um, the Philadelphia Phillies team totals 4.23. Gallardo's striking out only 16.4% of the batters he faces, but the Phillies are striking out 24% of the time. It's right of pitching. Uh, it's just a matter of walks. Gallardo's walking almost 11% of the batters he's facing. So you got to keep that in mind um, when you're targeting these guys. But uh, Gallardo could be in for an interesting look tonight. Um, let's look into... The likes of, uh, I'd stay away from Coors, Kyle Hendricks. Everybody loves Kyle Hendricks, but um, sinker balls don't sink, a.k.a. Arietta. That's why we targeted against him, and it worked. Uh, if you want to roll the dice against Joe Musgrove, uh, you know, the 5-4 ERA, 1-4-2 whip is mighty scary. Can't blame you there. Got beat up his last time against Texas. Prior to that, against Oakland, 6 and a third, 5 hits, 1 earned, 6 Ks. Five or more Ks in three of his last four starts. You know, you're looking for that diamond in the rough. You got the left-handed bats in Atlanta, but there's not a ton of them. Musgrove is um, striking out 20% of the batters he faces, while the Braves are striking out almost 20% of the time. He's a heavy, heavy favorite against Atlanta. So, shot in the dark, Musgrove at 7K is not the worst thing you can do. Um... 
looking into Matt Kane at 6,300 against the Philadelphia Phillies. Matty Kane, yes, this is very scary, but he got blown up his last start in Cincinnati. No hiding that, but prior to that, five innings, one earned against San Diego, six innings, no earned against the Dodgers, seven innings, one earned at Kansas City, five innings, one earned versus Arizona, and then he got beat up by San Diego. So... Two of his three, or two of his, both of his really bad starts are on the road. I'll preface that right now. But um, outside of that, he's pitched really well. The Matt, the Mets offense, you know, they've woken up of late. A lot of good left-handed bats. Conforto, Bruce to attack Kane with. It's scary. I'm just throwing it out there. He's an option. He's pitched better than he looks this year. Just not ideal. Back to Philadelphia. Zach Eflin at fifty-nine hundred. Uh, this guy has been sneaky good. Not a big strikeout guy. Only 1K his last time. He struck out four more in two of his last four starts. But he's 7 innings, 3 earned at Chicago. 7 innings, 2 earned at the Dodgers. 7 innings, 1 earned at home against Atlanta. 5 innings, 1 earned at the Mets. He's limiting damage, getting the job done. Huge ground ball to fly ball ratio of late. A lot of soft contact versus Eflin. Um, definitely... Definitely an interesting guy in this uh, matchup uh, against Seattle. You got to think Cruz was out with no DH on Tuesday. Robbie Cano left the game early with an injury. Maybe he'll sit out with the day game after a night game. All these things to look into um, as you attack the uh, day slate when you're just grasping for straws, basically. Uh, Zach Eflin, he has a... This is where it's like I told you, not a big strikeout guy. 11.5% strikeout rate. But uh, Seattle striking out 21.4% of the time. So on a short straight slate, uh, something you definitely got to look at. And uh, Eflin might be a target in that respect. And that'll do it. That's the guy that I was looking at. I got Triggs, Chavez, Gallardo. You look at Musgrove, Kane, Eflin. Oh, and I forgot. If you want to get real crazy, Tommy Malone's making his New York Mets appearance. He was with Milwaukee earlier this year. He got released. Mets grabbed him. Um, he's not good. We know this, but he's mainly been pitching out of the bullpen for Milwaukee. Giants just can't hit lefties. Uh, you're, again, grasping at straws. Um you don't need to save money on pitching because it's so cheap as it is. You'll get all the bats you want. But Malone striking out 16% of the batters he faces. Giants striking out almost 20% of the timing. It's left-handed pitching. Like I said, they can't hit left-handed pitching. So it's definitely something to think about with Tommy Malone if you're going to get really, really weird. So there you go. There's your there's your arms. Triggs, Chavez, Gallardo, uh, Musgrove, Kane, Eflin, Malone. Honestly, I don't know i go Triggs or Chavez as your one, and then just roll the dice and pray. Let's get to the bats. All right, kicking it off at the catcher's position. You're going to have Contreras of the Cubs in Coors, 4,300 against Marquez. Buster Posey versus a lefty, first base catcher eligible at 42. Buster's gone deep back-to-back games, definitely in play today against the lefty Malone. Uh, Miguel Montero at 4,200 if he's starting um, in Colorado. He's been swinging a really good bat in his, his limited roles there. You got Ev- Evan Gaddis at 4K against the lefty. Garcia Gavis hits lefties extremely well. Something to look at there. 
McCann's a switch hitter for Houston. I'm guessing he'd play out the day off today, but you never know. He's 3,500. Steven Vogt against Jesse Chavez, 33. Cameron Rupp, 33. But uh, if Andrew Knapp is starting for Philly, he's a left-handed bat against Gallardo. He's 32. I mentioned lefties against Gallardo is kind of where you want to go. That could be a nice little catcher there for Philadelphia in that ballpark. Tyler Flowers of Atlanta's 3,100 against Musgrove. Um, Hundley starting against Malone is 3K. You don't need to save a lot of money on today's slate, but I, I, I have no problem leaving a few thousand dollars on the table today because um, everyone's going to be able to play all the chalk. So just remember that. Uh, Rene, Rene Rivera's been catching great. I mentioned him. He had another big game last night. He's 2,500 for the Mets. Ploiecki's 25 as well. So there's your catchers. You know, Buster, uh, Montero, I'm hoping he starts for Chicago. He'd be a nice play. Gaddis um, and Knapp for Philly. First base, you got Rizzo at 5,800. Marquez is a really bad pitcher for Colorado. We've been tra- targeting Colorado so far in this series. Chicago's very much in play. Very, very much. Uh, both pitchers, both teams are, but Chicago big time today. Freddie Freeman against Musgrove, 4,800. Jay Bruce, he does like to face Matt Kane. He's first base outfield eligible. He's 4,700. Got Mark Reynolds at 44 in Coors. He's been swinging a great stick. Mentioned Posey. Uh, you go Brandon Belt. He actually gets lefties okay. He's first base outfield eligible at 3,800. Tommy Joseph, he went deep on uh, Tuesday. He's up to 3,700. Hunter Alonso, talk about a price increase. He double donged on Tuesday. Prices were out before that, though. But Yonder uh, Alonso's up to $3,600. But definitely in play again against Jesse Chavez. Uh, Louis Valbuena is first base, third base eligible. He's 3400 for the Angels. He's been swinging a good stick. Guriel, the right-handed bat against uh, Jaime Garcia at 34 is in play. Taylor Motter at 3400 is in play. At first, he's a first base shortstop eligible for the Mariners. Uh, TJ Rivera has been batting second for the Mets, swinging a good stick. He's 2,800, first base, third base eligible. Uh, lots of good options here, as usual. Second base, Jose Altuve versus lefty, especially when he likes to face a Garcia at 5,300. Uh, Zobers, 52. Baez went deep on Tuesday. He's 48, both in Coors. You got uh, Cesar Hernandez against Gallardo at 3,800 is a solid play. Neil Walker. Uh, 3,500 is in play today. Jed Lowry at 3K is definitely in play. So some decent options at second base as usual. Heading over to third base, we have Chris Bryant at 5,700. Guy just keeps raking. You have Nolan Arenado at 56 against Hendricks. Kyle Seeger, the lefty against Eflin at 42. Uh, got Jose Reyes switch hitting uh, third base shortstop eligible at 3,900. Uh, Marwin Gonzalez against the lefty. He's a switch hitter. As always, third base outfield eligible. He's 3,600. Uh, you have, like I said, Louis Valbuena early. Uh, after that, we drop down to um, Wilmer Flores, 34. Christian Arroyo, third base shortstop eligible against the lefty Malone at 3,200. It's an interesting look. Yanel Escobar has been swinging a good stick. He went yard on Tuesday for the Angels. He's 3,100. That'll do it at third base. Heading over to shortstop. Yeah, Carlos Correa against the lefty Garcia at 5K. Uh, Gene Segura continues to hit the baseball, 4,700. Addison Russell, 45. Mention Reyes. 
Nunez against the lefty, shortstop, third base eligible for the Giants. He's 3,600. Um, as Drupal Cabrera has been out the last few days, if he's in, he's 36. Uh, day game after a night game, you might get some Pat Vileka for the Rockies at 3,600. Freddie Galvis, 3,500. Mentioned Motter, mentioned Arroyo. Uh, that's about all you need to do there. Heading to the outfield. It'll be loaded, as always. Charlie Blackman, 5,700, is a phenomenal play. Uh, Trout's been out, but he's 55. Desmond at 5,200. Nelly Cruz, like I said, he was out. If he's in, he's 49. Schwarber at 4,900. Mentioned Bruce. Springer's 46. Yeah, Cargo at 46. Hayward at 46. And Coors. Michael Conforto is another great play. He yard on Tuesday. Facing Kane at 4,200. Definitely a good look. Pence against the lefty Malone at 4,200. Matt Kemp keeps hitting. He's 4,200. Okay, with the Chris Davis, always home run potential. He's kind of slumping of late, though, but always has that potential at 4,100. Ronald Parra and Coors is 4K. is not shabby. Rajay Davis had a nice game last night. He's 3,900 leading off for the A's. His price tags are inflated today. This is great. Carlos Beltran had a big game. He went a yard on Tuesday. He's 3,900 against Garcia. Beltran's a switch hitter. Odebel Herrera's 3,700. Althair had a huge night. He'll be 3,700. Uh, he's right-handed, but still raking. Uh, Curtis Granderson's 3,400 if you want to go off the wall a little bit. He's always got that home run upside. There's Michael Saunders. I told you not to worry about Saunders versus lefty last night. He went deep. He's 3,300 against Gallardo today. Daniel Nava's in the lineup. He's 3,200. Both lefty bats. Jeez, uh, Matt, Matt Joyce is even above 3K today. Uh, ben Gamble, our man, he's 3,100 today against Eflin. Very solid play. He'll probably be chalky in this one, but got his 37 points last night. God, he was great. Um and that'll do it for your outfielder. So there's your there's your morning early slate. Horrible five-game early slate. Pitching to attack, like I mentioned, Triggs, Chavez, uh, Gallardo, Musgrove, Kane, Eflin, Malone. Mix and match. I'd say Triggs, Chavez as your one, and then go from there. You can stack Cubs versus Marquez, uh, Colorado versus Hendricks, Houston versus Jaime, Seattle versus Eflin. And I got no problem stacking anybody else, really. They're, they're all in play. Um, if you want to do a couple two-guy stacks from each team or two two to three-guy stacks and get like two or three of them in your lineups or just do a bunch of one-offs, there's a ton of offensive potential in this matchup. A lot of team totals over four, four and a half. It's going to be an ugly one today during the day slate. I can't wait until we watch and it's like a bunch of two-to-one games. It's going to be hilarious. Uh, but that's what baseball does for you. Uh, if you can find the two pitchers that have – gyms you're probably gonna win today so that's your day slate for you there let's take it to the evening where we have much much better options when it comes to the evening pitching we have three pitchers over 10k and we'll start with our top option christopher archer 10,800 at home against the kansas city royals archer first off he's at home which we like to talk about as the better place for him to pitch Last time out, six innings, four hits, three earned, 11 Ks versus Toronto. And I think, if I remember correctly, that like he had one or no earned runs going into that sixth inning. Gave up a big fly to Kendris Morales, who I mentioned um, owns him. And that's how he got to the three earned runs. But the 11 Ks, 
Still got you 26 and a half DraftKings points, which is very good in my book. Um, Chris Archer coming in, striking out 27.1% of the batters he's facing. Uh, Royals only striking out 20% of the time, but you saw with Andres last night, he struck out his fair share. Archer has much more strikeout stuff than Andres has. Um, the Royals' horrific offense against anybody, but against right-handed pitching, a 284 team Woba. Archer, a huge Vegas favorite in this one, if you're looking that direction as well. And the Royals have a 317 implied team total, which is second worst on the board besides the Pirates. Uh, Archer definitely in play in this one. I like him a ton. Um, uh, you know, my theory on paying for bats is not always the best thing in the world to do, but uh, I mean, for pitching. But lately, we've been having to, and if we picked our right spots, it's been okay. I like Archer tonight. Next up, you got you Darvish at 10-7 at home against the Padres. Another one I like. I know Darvish can be frustrating at times. He has those what-the-hell innings. But um, his last three starts, two in runs or less, and uh, eight Ks or more in two of those three. His last time out against Seattle, seven innings, six hits, one earned, only five Ks. He had four walks. And it all happened, it seemed like, in one inning again. It was that one inning and he only got you 18 points. Prior to that, though, back-to-back near 30-point performances at home against the Angels, at home against Kansas City. Well, he's at home against San Diego tonight, which, you know, as we know, is a horrible offense. Now, the ball should be flying. San Diego's got those crazy off-the-wall home run bats, but Archer is striking out 30% of the batters he's been facing. Uh, he's a minus 200 Vegas favorite, which is outstanding. And the Padres are striking out almost 26% of the time. Recipe for success, um, if he can just locate and not walk the world. He is walking almost 9% of the batters he's facing. That's part of the problem. But uh, everything else points to just greatness. He should strike out, I'd say, 8-plus in this one. Give us 7-plus innings. We'll be in for a very quality start here. Uh, Padres hit below 300 on the Woba scale against right-handed pitching. Darvish definitely in play. I'm going to walk past Steven Strasburg just because Baltimore hits righties extremely well. Uh, they were hot coming into this series. They've cooled down quite a bit. Uh, so if you want to use Strasburg, I can't blame you. Uh, I'm going to stay away. Uh, they'll be in at home in Washington, which bodes well. You, you don't have the DH now with Baltimore. So there's stuff to like with Strasburg. I'm just going to go elsewhere. And elsewhere leads me to Danny Salazar at $9,700 on the road against Toronto. We're going to keep picking on Toronto. Uh, we picked on him. Got mentioned earlier with Archer. Picked on him yesterday with Carrasco. Carrasco was phenomenal. Uh, just great. Great stuff there. The Toronto's bats are bad. Uh, Salazar, uh, three earned runs or less in three of his last four starts. He has been a strikeout machine. Six Ks or more uh, in three of his last four starts. You got to watch for the occasional walks, and he does give up uh, the long ball from time to time. Still averaging almost 20 DraftKings points per start. He's coming in, striking out near 29% of the batters he's been facing, while the Blue Jays strike out 22% of the time. I mentioned Salazar is almost walking 11% of the batters he faces, so that is the predicament. Toronto is has a team Woba of 286 against right-handed pitching, which is dreadful, 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 dreadful. Um, Toronto also has a team total of 374, an implied team total. Right-handed bats hit Salazar much, much better than left-handed bats. Um, so that does bode a little better for Toronto as they do have some thump from the right side, but they do have a fair share of lefties. All in all, it's a nice recipe for Salazar there. Uh, the strikeout potential is definitely, definitely big in that one. 
no problem with Salazar. And the way pricing is for bats, there's some nice value stacks or whatever you want. I made an Archer-Darvish lineup last night. I made an Archer-Salazar and a Darvish-Salazar lineup, and I don't hate myself. I'm going to mention Kenta Maeda. You know I do not like Kenta Maeda at all. I think he's horrible, and he's proven it pretty much every start. He was okay his last time out, and it's because he faced a bad offense. Facing another bad offense in Pittsburgh tonight, Urias went six, no hit innings against him. But then they came back and they beat the Dodgers. So, at least they were winning when I went to bed in the ninth. So, I'm hoping they held on to win. Um, their offense is really, really bad. Now, I'm going to say this much. Maeda's got the best matchup on the slate according to the people making your team totals. Pittsburgh's team total is 306. Left-handed bats are hitting Maeda a ton more than right-handed bats. Right-handed bats are shutting, getting shut down by Maeda. Um and the, pod, the Pirates have a right-handed heavy lineup for the most part. So there's that angle going for you. Maeda's striking out 25.2% of the batters he's been facing. He's a minus 220 favorite, which is huge. Pirates only striking out 16.6% of the time. They have a league average Woba of 306. If you want to get into barrels, there wasn't a ton of barrel guys for the slate today. Uh, but the top 25 barrel fits. Maeda's 22nd right now. 3-4-3 barrel fit. He's getting barreled up 4.51% of the time at the moment. So I'm not going to say don't use him, but I'm not a big fan of him. I'm just putting it out there. So he's an option. He's $9,200. I just, that price tag for Maeda, you got to get a lot out of him. Like I said, Pirates don't strike out a ton. Um, so you're going to need Maeda to go deep and hopefully get some strikeouts that usually are not there. I'll pay up for Salazar and the others, or I'll come down to this next man. And Lance Lynn. 8400 bucks in Miami, a nice pitcher-friendly ballpark in Miami. Lynn has been outstanding this year. Um, in his four, five, six starts, two run runs or less. Um, in five of those six, one run or less or four of those six. He's got two seven innings and a six-inning shutout performances. Strikeouts have definitely been there as well. Lance has looked great. He's averaging 20 DraftKings points per start. Besides his first two hiccups, which might have been coming back, he's been you know he took the whole year off rehabbing from Tommy John. His last four starts, he has uh, twenty or more DraftKings points. He's been great We're on the road at home. It has not really mattered yet this year with Lance Lynn striking out twenty one point four percent of the batters he's facing, while the Marlins strike out over twenty point three percent of the time. League average wOBA of three hundred five versus right handed pitching. I like Lance Lynn a lot tonight. I think he's a good cash game play. I think he's a good GPP play. Tons of upside with Lance Loretta Lynn. Um, very much in my lineups tonight. Next up, we'll go to Derek Holland. 8100 bucks at home against the Minnesota Twins. Man, listen, I recommended Derek Holland more this year than I ever thought I would. Uh, Holland's cut off another great start against the Royals. Six and two-thirds, three hits, one earned, seven Ks. Um, the, the strikeouts have slowly been there, and he's just the earned runs. He's not giving them up. Um, three straight starts of you know he had 28 points, 14.1, 23.3. a bad start against the Yanks, then great at Cleveland for 22.5. Minnesota 15.9. Minnesota was his first start of the year, six innings, four hits, two earned, five Ks. Um, he's to me, he's even a better pitcher now than he was then. But we know Minnesota can have some thump against left-handed pitching, but I want to I want to preface some things here. They have one of the worst team wobas against left-handed pitching in all baseball at 287. They really don't hit them well. 
Dozier smacks him around, but Dozier's day-to-day with an ankle injury. He didn't play last night. Might not be in the lineup today. If he's not in the lineup, big plus for Derek Holland. Um, we know Miguel Sano can thump him. He should be back. He served his one-game suspension last night. He should be back in the lineup. There's a couple bats that can you know come out of nowhere with Minnesota, no doubt about it. They're striking out 20.6% of the time. And like I said, they really, really don't hit lefties well, surprisingly, as a team. So, Derek Holland, $8,100. People still don't like to own that guy. That's why I like to use him in tournaments. I think he's in line for another good start. He's a, uh, a good matchup against Phil Hughes, his counterpart tonight. Definitely a play for me. And my last play, this is as cheap as I'm going, GPP. Francisco Lariano, $7,700 at home against the Cleveland Indians. Uh, three earned runs or less in four, five, and five straight starts. So since his blow-up in Tampa Bay with the catcher's issue, I keep mentioning three earned runs or less in every start. He has, um, you know, five Ks or more in all but one of those, six Ks or more in all but two of those. Been very, very good. Very, very good. When the strikeouts are there, he's really popping it. He pitches his best at home. Against Tampa, five innings, four hits, one earned seven Ks. Against Boston, five and a third, four hits, no earned six Ks. Those are his two home starts. Those are his two best starts on the year. Going up against the Cleveland Indians, who um, strike out 19% of the time and have a league low Woba of 278. They do not hit lefties well at all either. Um, He's a pretty heavy home dog to Salazar. But uh, it's just the walk rate, 12.3% for Lariano. He's got to keep that in check. He's still striking out 23% of the batters he faces. Um, and the Cleveland Indians do not hit left-handed pitching. It's just a matter, can Lariano find it? And that's why he's a GPP only play for me. But uh, he's definitely an interesting play. Once you go below that, you get into some nasty territory. And you don't need to save that much money tonight. You really don't. Um, if you do, hit me up. I'll give you some other options. Let you know if I like them or not. But... I'd stay above this. I go Archer, Darvish, uh, Salazar. If you want to use Maeda or Strasburg, knock yourself out. There's not on my list. So Archer, Darvish, Salazar, Lynn, Holland, Lariano. You can build some nice lineups with this. Speaking of lineups, let's check them out. Catchers, position. Matthew Weeders, 3800 bucks against Miley. Weeders, switch hitter. Uh, could be in play. Miley keeps slowly getting worse and worse. The eventual disaster is coming. Yasmani Grandal, 3,700 against Cool. Cool gets hit around a ton by left-handed pitching. Uh, Grandal went deep on Tuesday. We know he's kind of an all-or-nothing guy, but teams are uh, left-handed bats are hitting 401 against Cool. We know the Dodgers are one of the best teams in all of baseball the last two years against right-handed pitching. So Grandal at 3,700. Salvi Perez had a big game on Tuesday. He's 3,500 against Archer. JT Realmuto against the right-handed, uh, right-handed pitcher in Lynn. Realmuto is better against righties. He's 35. Um, I'm still sticking at Grandal so far. But you got Sandy Leone, 3,200 against Anderson. Chase Anderson. My top catcher today, and I'm using him in a lot of places, he's got some of the hardest contact rates in all of baseball right now. He's first base catcher eligible. He's $3,200. He is on a team with an implied team total of 4.90 facing a pitcher that is just horrific. After that long intro, I'm talking about Alex Avila of the Detroit Tigers. Playing in Coors Light tonight against Zach Godley. Alex Avila at $3,200 is one of my, if not my, top catcher on the slate. 
You got Yadi Molina, 3,200 against Kohler. Um, I like Trinos if he's playing against Perdomo at 3K. But he played on he played on Tuesday, so you got to make sure he's in the lineup. Um, Vasquez, if he's playing against Anderson for Boston, is 2,900. James McCann against Godley's 2,900. He faced a lefty on Tuesday. He went deep. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, Pena at 2,800 and Bandy at 2,700. The Milwaukee combo are definitely in play in that one as well. Don't sleep on them. So there's your options, but uh, my guy is Avila today at 3,200. First base, Zimmerman against Miley at 4,900. Definitely worth a look. You got Hanram. He had the day off on Tuesday. First base outfield eligible at 4,800. Goldschmidt in a phenomenal spot today. Arizona, the Detroit-Arizona stack is great. Arizona's rather cheap, actually. This is like your most expensive bat here. Goldie's 4700 bucks at home against Matt Boyd. Matt Boyd on the bottom 25 list of barrel fit. Boyd is number 11 with a barrel fit of 530. He's getting barreled 5.63% of the time this year. And when he's getting barreled, his FIP is 530, which is not good. Lots of offense is taking place when he's getting hit around. But Goldie, great look. I like Eric Thames a lot tonight, 4,600 at home. He went deep on Tuesdays facing Kyle Kendricks of Boston. Milwaukee-Boston is another great game stack tonight. Abreu let us down for the Cubs, or for the White Sox last night. Still hitting the ball well. He's hit the ball well in his career against Phil Hughes. He's 4,500. Biggie Cabrera against Godley at 4,400 is a great play. Um, go down to, you know, Edwin's been struggling, but he's facing a lefty at 41 if you want to go there. Matt Carpenter is on fire. He's facing Tom Kohler at 9K. Or he's at 4K, sorry, 4K. Cody Bellinger against Cool, first base outfield eligible at 3,900. Kenny Vargas against Holland at 3,600. I like him a bit. Mitch Moreland at 3,500 against Anderson is in play. Mike Napoli against Perdomo at 3,500. Could be a low price own. Logan Morrison hit an absolute bomb on Tuesday night. Facing Hamill of the Royals. Hamill is another guy that gets smacked around by left-handed bats. We like our Rays against those kind of pitchers. They'll be in play again tonight, and they're cheap. Logan Morrison, $3,300. There's Avila again. Like I said, he's catcher first base eligible at 32 uh, that should just about do it at our first base position. But some really, really nice options there. Goldie, I like a ton. Price wise, you got Thames and others. Second base, Daniel Murphy, 5,100 against Miley. Don't worry about the lefty lefty there. Dozier's 4,600, but he's day to day. You got to make sure he's in the lineup. Kinsler for Detroit was a late scratch. He's 4,400. He's day to day. Keep an eye on that. Ruggio Dor, I like a ton at 4,300 against Perdomo. Very good play there. Pedroia continues to hit. He's 4,200. Johnny VR, he's not lighting the world on fire these days, but he's 4,100 against Kendrick. You got Jed Jericho, second base, third base eligible. 3,900 against Kohler is definitely worth a look. Jose Ramirez against Liriano, 3,800. Brad Miller, left handed bat, 3,700 against Hamill. Colton Wong leading off for St. Louis at 3,600. Uh, it gets pretty bleak when I was looking at these last night after that. It gets. Second base is rather short tonight. Yeah, you're going to have to pay up at second base. So, I'd say uh, Colton Wong or above. So, you're going to have to pay up there tonight. No no going too cheap, really. Uh, unless, you know, you want to roll, really roll the dice. Third base, Manny Machado, 4,800 against Strasburg. Got Rendon, 46 against Miley. 
Uh, Miguel Sano should be back tonight against Holland at 4,300. Evan Longoria, 42. Todd Frazier, 41. Jake Lamb, 4K. He's not the best against the lefties. So keep that in mind, but it's a great matchup. I wouldn't I wouldn't rush to play Jake Lamb tonight, but he's there at 4K. Mentioned Jericho, mentioned Ramirez. Uh, Schempf, big home run potential. That's about it. He's 3,800. Nick Castellanos is really cheap for a piece of that Coors Light action against Godley. He's 3,800. Definitely keep him in your mind. And keep Justin Turner at 3,800 against Cool. I said lefties are crushing Cool, but Turner crushes righties. And he's been swinging a hot stick since coming back from his little bang up. So Turner at 38, definitely in play. I love Joey Gallo tonight against Perdomo in that ballpark. Gallo, 3,700. Definite, definite dong potential tonight. Travis Shaw, 3,500 against Kendrick, is worth a look in a Milwaukee stack. Corey Spengenberg, third base outfield eligible for San Diego at 3,200. Uh, and that should just about do it at your third base position. Heading over to shortstop, we have the likes of Trey Turner at 5K. He's been doing nothing. Um, until he does it more consistently outside of Coors, I can't pay those price tags. Xander Bogarts is swinging a good stick of late. He's 4,700. Corey Seager, kind of slumping of late, but he's still that Corey Seager bat against Cool at 4,600. Lindor continues to hit. He's 45 against Lariano. Let him as Diaz, 4K. Elvis Andrews, he's been hitting around the cleanup spot for Texas. He's 3,800. I like Chris Owens a lot tonight. Outfield shortstop eligible against Boyd at 3,700. Definitely, definitely in play. Hernan Perez, outfield shortstop, 3,500 for Milwaukee. Uh, you can move on down. Tim Beckham, 3K against Hamill is in play. Uh, there's a value play down here I wanted to mention. Andrew Romine, he's outfield shortstop eligible for Detroit. Uh, sometimes he's at the bottom of the order, which, you know, it's a punt play. He's 2,600, okay. But a lot of the time lately, including yesterday when, when Kinsler got scratched, he's been leading off. I don't mind him as a punt, even if he's at the bottom. But if he's leading off, he's a great punt play at twenty six hundred bucks. Really opens up your other bats for you if you want to load up on pitching. So I wanted to mention Romine to you tonight. Really good option on this on this night against Godley, especially if you want to pay up for pitching, like I mentioned doing possibly. Uh, good option there to get some of those more expensive bats with him. Bryce Harper, going to the outfield. Bryce Harper, 5,600 versus Miley. Mookie Betts, huge game on Tuesday. Heating up. 5,200 versus Anderson. I like Betts a ton. Uh, Ryan Braun, better against lefty than righty, but he's 4,900 against Kendrick. Still in play. Uh, Stanton, 4,500 against Lynn. Ben and Tandy hitting cleanup. 4,400 against Anderson is definitely in play. He keeps hitting the baseball really well. Justin Upton, 4,200 in Coors Light. He went yard on Tuesday. Jason Worth, 4,200 versus Miley. So you a quiet, good stick. Um, you got the Milkman at 4K. Adam Jones at 4K. I told you Adam Jones is like the only guy that's hit, hit uh, Scherzer well. Well, he took Scherzer deep. A.J. Pollock is one of the best plays on the board in the outfield, price-wise and production-wise. 3,900 bucks versus the lefty Boyd. A.J. Pollock should be in most of your lineups tonight. Bellinger, 3,900. Max Kepler, 38. Keon Broxton is heating up. I've mentioned it, and he double-donged on Tuesday. He's 3,800 versus Kendrick. Carlos Gomez versus Perdomo could be a sneaky low-owned option. Usually you're targeting lefties for the most part, but Cargo in Texas at 3,800 is interesting. There's Monty Tomas versus the lefty. Boyd's 3,700. I mentioned Chris Owens already. 
Gregory Polanco, he's really, really struggling, but lefties do hit my eight well. If you want to roll the dice, he's 3,700. Marcelo Zuna's been hot. He's 3,700 versus Lynn. Oh, we'll move on down to Nomar Mazzara, 3,600 versus Perdomo. Chu is also 3,600. I'd go Mazzara just for the home run potential, but Chu could probably do more all around the Mazzara. So both good pieces of the Texas offense for 36. Jock Jams at 3,600 versus Cool is a great play. Good value at uh, a home run potential for Peterson. Lorenzo Cain's actually had some good past history. It's Archer if you want to fade Archer at 3,500. Mention Hernan Perez, uh, Randall Gritchick, 3,500. Colby Rasmus, 3,400. He's been on fire since returning from the DL. He has a good history against Hamill, so 3,400 for Rasmus. C. Dick, 3,400. We always love some C. Dick, especially against uh, right-handed pitching. So those two guys at 3,400 are great one-two punch in Tampa, but Rasmus hitting like six in the order, Dickerson leading off. The line of the Shields Jr. leading off for the Rangers at 3,400. Is in play. Uh, as you keep going down, you can go Hunter Renfro for that potential home run. But that's about it at 33, so don't go too deep there. But, you know, GPP, whatever floats your boat. Kevin Pillar, if you're fading Salazar, you just want a one-off for a cheap outfielder. Pillar, 3,100, continues to play really, really well. Uh, don't uh, don't forget about him if you want cheap options. He's always there. Tommy Fan, 3K against Kohler. Swinging a pretty decent bat. Uh, Matt Adams. Cheap home run upside versus Kohler. Lefties hit Kohler ex- extremely well. Matt Adams, 3K. If he's in the lineup, can be a very sneaky, low-owned power bat for value at 3K. Just throwing that one out there. I'm not huge on stacking the Cardinals. I don't like Kohler a lot. Their offense is so inconsistent. But if you want like a Carpenter-Adams 1-2 punch, I have no problem with that at all. Uh, as you keep going down the outfield positions... Uh, our Tyler Collins in the outfield for Detroit at 2800 versus Godley is a nice value look. Another one I wanted to mention for Detroit. Where'd you go, little fella? There he is. 2600 bucks. Jim Aducci continues to hit from the left side of the plate. Uh, he's farther down in the order, but he continues to hit and hit very, very well. There's Romine again. I mentioned shortstop outfield eligible for Detroit, both 2600 bucks. So Detroit, you can get Romine, Aducci at 26, Tyler Collins at 28, have decent pieces of the Detroit lineup against Godley, and get some Arizona action. It's not a bad way when a lot of people are going to be stacking there. You can get like the back part of the lineup. You can go Avila, Aducci, and if Romine's in the back end, or if Collins is hitting back for some reason, you get the back part of the lineup. You know They're not the big names like Miggy and those guys, but still, if their offense goes off, they're going to be solo owned. It's a it's a gamble. GPPs, you got to gamble. So it's just a way to look at it. That's all I wanted to throw out there. But uh, there you have it. There's your bats. Um, Archer at 10-8 against Kansas City. Kansas City implied team total 3-1-7. U Darvish 10-7 versus San Diego. San Diego 3-6-7. Salazar 9,700 versus Toronto 3-7-4 total. Lance Lynn versus Miami at 8,400. 4-2-4 for Miami. Derek Hall in 8,100 versus Minnesota. Minnesota 4-1-3. And Lariano, 7,700 versus Cleveland. Cleveland, 4-2-6. To, to your evening stacks, you got the D-backs versus Matt Boyd at um, an implied team total of 5-1-0, the highest one on the evening slate. Right-handed bats are just crushing Boyd. Love the D-backs tonight, but most people will. Detroit, 4-9-0 implied team total against Godley is another great look. Righties are crushing Godley. 
or not righties, sorry, righties and lefties. Lefties are up to 385 against Godley, but they're both hitting them extremely, extremely well. I like both those, like a game stack there, lots of options. Texas versus Perdomo. Texas team total of 483. Lefties are smacking Perdomo around, but so are righties. I like Texas, like I mentioned a ton. Joey Gallo is a great play tonight. Milwaukee against Kyle Kendrick. Milwaukee team total of 459. Both righties and lefties are hitting extremely well. Righties at 384, lefties at 574. Eric Thanes, anybody? Um, Milwaukee stack and play. Dodgers versus Cool. Like I said, lefties hitting 401 versus Cool. Dodgers hit great against right handed pitching. Uh, Jock Jams, Bellinger, both cheap. Uh, yeah, Corey Seager, Grandal, definite options there. Tolls left with an injury. That's usually our cheap lefty bat. So see if he's playing tonight. Boston versus Chase Anderson. Boston team total of 441. They don't strike out a lot. They put the ball in play, which we love. Right handed bats are hitting 369 versus Chase Anderson. Lefties 298, so keep an eye on the right-handed Red Sox bats, but that does not mean don't play Andrew Benintendi, folks. Keep that cleanup bat in your eyes. Uh, if you want to go a little more off the wall, White Sox versus Phil Hughes is interesting at 437. I know the White Sox keep burning us, but righties and lefties are hitting Hughes extremely well. And then there are Tampa Bay Rays at 4.33 run total against Jason Hamill. Lefties hitting 336 against Hamill, and they're a nice, cheap, alternative on the slate. Be aware of weather. Colorado, 40% chances or more throughout the day. And the Minnesota-Chicago White Sox, 80% chance or more around game time. So that might even get rained out. Might be down to an eight-game evening slate. So keep that in mind as well. But a pretty interesting day on our Wednesday. Five-game early. That is just disgusting. Tread lightly. Nine-game late, which I like a lot. Pitching, I like a ton. Really, really excited about the pitching. And the hitting is all over the board that you can use. So the evening should be fun, I hope. But uh, that should do it. Hope everybody has a good Wednesday, good hump day, and uh, make some money. And I'll be back with you guys tomorrow. This was your MLB DFS Quick Hits, Wednesday, May 10th edition. Catch you guys later.